I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tim Murray is, of course, the host of VSIN Primetime Live, airing from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern each and every week- weeknight. He's also the host of VSIN's College Football Betting Podcast. Make sure you listen to that each and every week. Tim, I, I'm I'm lost this year in college football. I've always been a numbers better because I learned the hard way. When you start betting on teams, it can spiral on you. My numbers are bad this year, mm. <laughs> and I can't figure it out. I'm also I had this theory the other night. Yeah, because you usually make a lot of money. Yeah, on this college is football. this is the NFL. I've been I've I've gone numbers with the NFL and I've done better on the NFL. But see if you buy this. Does this year not feel more like a vibes year in college football? Like I feel like I feel like if you can kind of feel like feel the vibes of the way the season's going, like forget the numbers, just bet on bet on the team that you feel like the vibes are going with because like that's that I I'm such like a numbers better. I usually try to block out vibes, but it's like LSU at home. Like okay, well, you know, Ole Miss has started to look shaky. Like that should have just been play the vibes. Play LSU. Like you in there. And even if like Tennessee beat them. Like, weirdly, it made me more impressive. To see what LSU did to Ole Miss made me more impressed with Tennessee. Like, I don't I, – I'm, I'm really struggling to figure out this year. So, you clearly bet against TCU last week. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I've always been a situational better. I don't make my own numbers. I, uh, I leave that to, uh, you know, people who are a lot smarter than me. I just I, – I've always kind of bet off of – you know, the the fishy line theory, um, you know, and, and LSU was one of them last week. I mean, that was I, – I wrote up two games for VEASAN.com last week. Uh, Clemson was wrong, um, unfortunately. Uh, it for, wasn't, for, though. If you watch the game, yeah, it I, wasn't. It was and, the freaking fumble. It was that 14-point swing. Yeah, it, it was It was one of those games, and I, I, uh, I – me and a, a buddy of mine here in, in Vegas uh, were in the William Hill contest, which is you, pick, have, you have to pick eight games against the spread each week. And we picked Clemson, you know, we, we bet very similarly. So it, it works well. And we're just texting back and forth like, you got to be kidding me with this stuff. But, yeah, the Ole Miss one was was certainly uh, an eyebrow raiser, uh, that line, you know, with them being a top 10 team and the line moving in LSU's favor. Uh, line moves aren't always going to be indicative of, of how it's uh, going to be play out. Uh, but it, it is a, a good tell. So, yeah, to to your question about vibes and and yeah, it just it feels like an odd year. Um, you know, kind of like the NFL. I mean, outside of Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Kansas City, we kind of all shrug our shoulders and like, is are they good? Are the Jets good? Are the Giants good? Like, 
I don't think so, but I keep losing money betting against him, so I probably should stop doing that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this week, I think there's some interesting situational spots. I think, you know, uh, TCU going on the road to West Virginia, sleepy noon kickoff there in Morgantown. I think that's going to be a challenging spot for a, a really good TCU team. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, guys. Like, looking at my card already of games I've bet, I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be one of those weekends, huh? Because it's just, you know, you're, you're betting on – I like betting on situational spots, more dogs usually than favorites, and and uh, we'll see how it all plays out uh, this weekend. What are we to make of this Ohio State-Penn State game? Because mm-hmm. on one hand, you can say, well, do you see what, what Michigan did to Penn State? They just ran it down their throat. Like, it was just – there seemed to be a different level of class. Happy Valley, Penn but State Penn in State, Happy Valley is for different. For whatever reason, Penn State plays Ohio State tougher than they play Michigan, and I can't explain and it. And especially in Happy Valley. And also, 15.5 just feels like a trap number. Like, I I, I looked it up. I, I know for the SEC, when the spread is, like, basically 14.5 to 16.5, the underdog is something like 12-5 and five since 2017. But it's also one of these situations where it's like, do I really – I don't – I don't know if I'm in a position to to trust Penn State yet. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to leave this one alone because I, I, you know, I mentioned. I think, yeah, it was you guys who said, "Would you rather?" Last week it was oh, yeah. Alabama uh, who covered. Uh, it was Ohio State who covered, and uh, and then my Irish were the ones who did not. Shockingly, um, I, I just don't want to get in front of this Ohio State train because uh, I, I can't lay that 15 on the road. That's just like, it's like against my religion. Um, you know, I would say this. I think the big noon kickoff really is a bummer for Penn State. They'll still have a good home field advantage. Yeah. They always do. But, like, you know, wasting a, a whiteout on Minnesota, like, you know, no no offense to, you know, the Golden Gopher Nation down there in Memphis. But, you know, I, I that that just seemed wrong, like, watching that last weekend. As they look great. They look really good. I mean, look, I've been a fan uh, for the opposition in a whiteout. It is one of the most intimidating things ever. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, so to, to not have that's kind of unfortunate. And we obviously know the, the history that Penn State's had against Ohio State. So, yeah, I would like to take the dog here. Um, because I think the public will probably just say what I'm saying. Like, who's going to beat Ohio State? I think they're the best team in the country. The line's kind of telling you something. It's not really moving all that much. You know, it opened 15. It's still at 15. It's bounced up and down a little bit, but hasn't gone through that key of 14. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't I don't really anticipate that moving all that much. But I would probably, to you guys, your thought, would lean towards the dog. But I, I, I'll say this. I'll probably, unless I, you know, have a come to Jesus moment. Probably just staying away from that one. Here, here's one for you. Since Penn State joined the Big Ten, mm-hmm. Ohio State has beaten them in state college by more than fifteen points, fifteen or more points, three times. Well, and the, like it's it's also some of like the the most like was it the year Penn State I guess won the Big Ten like they had a blocked field goal like yeah. it's it's o- like Ohio State's won the last two in Night state college. Though. Just saying. Yeah. No, like, you're right. It's and it's usually the whiteout game. Yeah. Usually it's, it's the whiteout game. I mean, if I if I'm an Ohio State fan, I'm I'm writing a letter to uh to Fox. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I get it. You know, your your ratings are good for big noon kickoff. It's it's going well. Could you please just throw us a bone here and let us play Ohio State at nighttime? 
Does anybody, I don't know. Does anybody have the numbers on Gus with home dogs? Like, Gus does feel like a home dogs announcer. Gus Johnson? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gets a little more excited. Yeah. With the, yeah. Got to get that. Whoa! Indiana covered, right? I mean, it's Michigan? Uh, yes. Yes, they did. I'm yeah. just saying. Like, <laughs> 22 Gus point spread. They, it was a 21 point uh, finish. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's a, it's a great. You know what? I have to go back and. Uh, I have to go by. I was doing some weird, random, you know, Notre Dame playing at noon. How do they mm, fare? Oh, yeah. Because I'm just a psychopath when it comes to liking my team and trying to find, hey, maybe my team will win. Um, but but that yeah. line stinks too, right? It does. It, it does. I've already bet Notre Dame at plus three. I don't usually bet Notre Dame. I just, you know, I, I think we talked about Notre Dame, North Carolina a couple weeks ago uh, when, when the world just said, ah, Notre Dame sucks. You know, yeah, and Notre Dame went down there and waxed the floor with them. Now Syracuse is better than North Carolina. I do think I'll say this, guys. You know, we do letdown spots. I, I pick out spots each and every week. We talk about them on, on your guys' show too. I think this is a letdown spot for Syracuse. I know it's Notre Dame. And, I agree, but you know, you were just on the road. I mean, and you had look. You can make two sides of the argument, right? Like I laid thirteen and a half with Clemson. And I'm frustrated that that bet didn't come home. You get a scoop and score. You get all these turnovers. You know, uh, uh, Clemson or Syracuse, I should say, on their first six drives of the second half had a combined 45 yards. So I'm mad. Like, how did my bet not come home? But if you're a Syracuse fan and you're a Syracuse player, more importantly, you're up by 11 in the fourth quarter against Clemson. You win this game, you're going to the ACC championship. And a bad call out of bounds with the, the, the late hit on Klubnik there. And, you know, just kind of things fell through your fingertips. And you lose this game, you know, poor clock management by your head coach. You know, Sean Tucker only gets five carries. Like, I, I'm always curious the mindset of, of a team after a, a game like that where you've got an opportunity to re- – you're going to be top ten in the country – you know, you, as crazy as it sounds, you might be thinking about, hey, we could maybe make the playoff here. The ACC's down. We're undefeated. You know, we could pull it off. And then you lose that game, and now you come back home. You know, college game day was rumored to be maybe heading to Syracuse yeah. if they had won that game. It's just like I could see them be like, we're mad. We're going to beat Notre Dame. You know, they Notre Dame's kicked our butt in recent years. Or you're like, damn, we had a chance to win that game. So, yeah, I mean, I'll say this, guys, and this is a something I talk about a little bit too, is we're here in late October, right? Who do you trust? Do you trust odds makers or do you trust sharp bettors? I usually side with the sharp bettors, but sometimes I think back and I'm like, huh. I mean, this, mar- this you know, the market opens on Sunday at Circus Sports. It is thought by many to be the sharpest college football market in, in the world, they opened this Notre Dame minus two. Now, it quickly got out to, you know, Syracuse minus three. So it moved five points and it was shaped by the market. But I'm curious. I'm thinking, like, the odds makers thought Notre Dame was a better team. The public obviously is going to think Syracuse is with, with good reason. I, I think this is a really tricky situational spot for Syracuse. You know, noon kickoff. We're always sometimes sleepy, too. So I'm very curious to see how this game plays out. Two rivalry games I want to get your guys' thoughts on. Do they have a chance to get frisky? Michigan, Michigan State, Florida, Georgia. The big lines. Do you do you see like the classic, you know, rivalry game? It's close. I'm curious what your thoughts on both those games. I think Florida could be pesky. 
Um, they've shown it, uh, especially against Tennessee. They were able to get in the back door there. And, you know, it's 22 points. Like you said, it's a rivalry game. It's a cocktail party or whatever they're calling it. You know, drink responsibly bowl. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, down there in Jacksonville. Cheese and crackers fest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you got to think about this, too. And I know it's a rivalry game, and it's the game they always look forward to. But come on. What's next week? It's Georgia-Tennessee, man. That's one versus three. That's that's mm-hmm. the big boy. So you're telling me. Well, you also that, have Tennessee-Kentucky you could probably throw into oh, this absolutely. equation, too. That's, what's that, 12, 12 and a half? I is, think, I, but is I think, Tennessee hangover proof? Because uh, their offense is so good. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, they put up, what, 52 in the first yeah, half? Yeah, remember, against... everyone was thinking, like, if you can go find the UT Martin line, like, take that, take yeah. that line, take that line. They put up, like, 50-something in the first half. Yeah, they were up 52-7 to seven, um, at halftime. So, it's possible, but I, I just wonder, you know, you know what's ahead of you. I mean, that is the season. Tennessee has got a chance to go to the college football playoff to win the SEC East next week, not this week. So I think Tennessee and Georgia, very curious how they play this week because they're both, as you guys mentioned, laying pretty big line numbers, 22 to Florida, 12 to Kentucky. I think those are tricky situational spots. And look, we've seen Mark Stoops. Dude thrives as the underdog, right? This is the spot that you know he's probably licking his chops to try to get a hand on this. As a defensive-minded coach, to try to slow down this Tennessee offense. He's, I mean, he's got to be also sweating because they're that damn good. But I don't know. I, I think Kentucky and and Florida are, are intriguing looks this week. All right. Is 17 enough points for Cal at home? <laughs> I took 17 and a half. So you got the hook. Yeah. Justin think, Wilcox at home come- as a dog. That's, that's a sweet spot. He's not going to win the game, but he might keep it close. Got us there last week. Were they home last week? Uh, uh, yes, yes. It was that was the that was the thank God. If if you had that was the classic. What number did you have game? Yeah, because some I, people had seven and a half, some had seven. The heroes had seven and a half, and yes, it was twenty eight, twenty one. Seven and a half was hanging out there for a while. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, look, there's another situation, right? Market has moved big time in favor of Oregon. Open twelve, moved out to seventeen and a half, has now kind of settled back down at seventeen. Who do you trust? The people shaping the market. Or the people who set the market. And I, I think that this is, like you said, I mean, it's Bo Nix on the road. I know it's not, look, Cal is <laughs> the furthest thing away from a hostile environment. It's just not home. Football. It's not home, Bo Nix. It's not home. And, I mean, come on. Like, you had college game day in Autzen. You just lit the world on fire. I mean, that offense looked tremendous. And now what's the talk all week? Can Oregon overcome that 49-3 to loss on their resume and make it into the playoff? Can they run the table? And here's little old Cal. Hasn't really played all that well, but Justin Wilcox, I wrote down the number. I have it on my, I think Justin Wilcox, I got to double check this number, but I saw from a guy that I trust in his writing and his research, Justin Wilcox as a Home dog of, I think, a touchdown or more is like 17-3 and three against the spread. I mean, it's insane what the numbers are. So, like I said, I got some ugly games on my card, and uh, Cal is one of them. <laughs> I'm taking the points here in a, in a letdown spot for Oregon. Where's, you know, Ole Miss has an interesting game against A&M on the road coming off that loss to LSU. What do we think about Ole Miss after, you know, they haven't, they're, they're, they have a great record still. 
but now it looks a little, you know, after what we saw against LSU, it looks a little, it looks a little different. Um, I'm curious if that is a because A and M also looks like it's, yeah. you know, rocky, right? You know, certainly more rocky than what's going on at Ole Miss. Just one loss at Ole Miss. A and M's going through all sorts of stuff. Is that one where you you see Ole Miss bouncing back big? I think this is one of those lines, guys, where, and we'll see how the week goes. I think the line is telling you the story here. I think Texas A&M is the right side. And it's sitting there at two and a half. And when people look at that, they're going to think, oh, that's candy, right? Oh, that's easy. Under a field goal, boom, give me Ole Miss. Uh, just be careful. I mean, we had uh, we had an odds maker on the show and ended up not playing out in the you know what he had talked about. But he kind of lives by a theory of if it's sitting two and a half, that – you know, the dog is probably the right side. And if it's sitting three and a half, the favorite's probably the right side because you got that hook and it's just kind of hanging there. So we'll see how this goes. But, you know, Ole Miss did not look good, obviously, last week. And LSU looked phenomenal to close out the game the way that it did. But is there anyone out there? Let me see a show of hands that's wanting to back Texas A&M right now. I mean, people are trying to figure out ways to fire Jimbo with the $85 million buyout. Nobody wants to back Texas A&M right now. So, you know, that's a, that's an interesting one. I haven't bet it yet, but that line is kind of telling the story, in my opinion, of what do you do here with that two and a half. All right, Wilcox, I've got it in front of me. I've got a, a database. Since 2017, when an underdog of seven or more, he is 17-3 and three against the number. <laughs> so I was By right. the way, 17-3 and three with only one, two, three, four, five, six – Seven outright wins. Like that, that, that's a man that just plays three, plays to keep it close. Seventeen and three, man. Like that is, whew. you know, it's one of those situations where it's like, if you if we lose that bet, you know, it's a risk we're willing to take. Yeah, and that is, you know, quite the quite the number. And I'll say this, you know, there are still uh, DraftKings. I still see a seventeen and a half out there, uh, so you could still get that hook on it. Um, you know, I, I just think that is. That is a that's a letdown spot. Um, you know, weird. You know, middle of the afternoon start time. Oh yeah, yeah. It just it just kind of feels ugly, right? That it, that, that Berkeley sunshine. Mm. Yeah. Oh <laughs> that, yeah. That smog oh, out there yeah. in uh, Berkeley. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can see it now. Tim, we appreciate it, buddy. All right, fellas, we'll talk to you next week. That Thanks, is Tim, Tim Murray of Vsin again. Check out the Vsin College Football Betting Podcast available each and every week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.